one of the groups in Italy and one in Barcelona did this. They went down to the police station and demanded that the police go in and stop these ritual killings and arrest Catholic priests who were known to be child rapists. So this is expanding. It's not just mere protest at churches anymore. People are actually confronting the police authorities. We also have a report this, this last week in the Dutch Parliament. The whole issue of the Ninth Circle was attempted to be raised and was shut down quickly, but it shows you it's percolating out all over. Now, today, uh, one of the things that were posted at the churches was a public cease and desist order. Let me read part of it to you. This went up on churches in over at least six countries, Catholic churches. The Roman Catholic Church, it's entitled Public Cease and Desist Order, issued with the full effect and force of the law. The Roman Catholic Church is a criminally convicted body that is guilty of child rape and trafficking, murder, and other criminal acts. Church officers and clergy are actively engaged in the ritual torture and killing of children as part of the Vatican's Ninth Circle cult. You are therefore directed to cease and desist from funding or associating with this church under pain of fine or imprisonment for aiding a criminal organization. The property and assets of the Roman Catholic Church are forfeited under international law, and the authority of its corporate body and its top officials, including the Bishop of Rome, are declared to be null and void. All clergy, employees, and adherents of the Church are therefore free from any vows and obligations owed by them to the said officials of that Church. This order is issued by the International Common Law Court of Justice in accordance with its lawful verdict and subsequent papal nullification order of April 20th, 2014. It has universal jurisdiction and carries the full weight of the law. Now that has been posted and was given to church members today. Uh, with <laughs> uh, We had a report from Wales where, in fact, the uh, uh, well, they, they went up at the church, uh, and we are now preparing a statement to the local police there saying, you have an obligation to enforce this, this uh, order. It's a lawful warrant. Now, as well as these other uh, places, one of the spots that was targeted today was the Club Lorraine in Brussels, which is the center for a lot of the members of the Ninth Circle. It was actually picketed today in Brussels. And that's, again, these takedowns are occurring as we speak. Within six to nine hours, they will also be occurring in North America as midnight arrives. Other announcements. Um, also coming up, a very important conference in England, uh, Scotland, actually, sorry about that, uh, my ancestors would turn over in the grave if I called Perth, Scotland, England. Anyway, Perth, Scotland, May 3rd, put on by the Fresh Start Foundation. You can look at the notification of this public meeting. It's about not just child abuse, but rallying the survivors to take action. It's uh, freshstartfoundation.co.uk. You can see how to register for the conference. And uh, my co-host on Radio Free Anglia, Andy Peacher is helping run that. So I will be uh, broadcast there along with David Icke and a number of other uh, people uh, to, to address this whole issue of what's behind the child abuse and ritual killing. Uh, that's on May 3rd. I'm also going to kind of summarize part of that later in the show for you. Another uh, important thing, the uh, Common Law Network in, in central Ontario and Canada is holding a very important workshop in Toronto on July 1st. Anyone who wants to learn about the common law, form direct action units to apply it and to uh, take direct action in your neighborhoods against these child predators and others, please come to this workshop. You can learn more by writing to republicofcanata at gmail.com. And finally, a very important item which we mentioned last week when we interviewed Dave Staffan, who is a survivor of a satanic ritual network in Canada. Um, 
Dave has highlighted the fact that the satanic ritual cult that he was raised in, he's in his 50s now, but he was started as a two-year-old when they began to torture and ritually uh, train him. Uh, this cult is still active. In fact, Dave sent out 160 letters to members of the cult based in these Ontario towns, Midland, Mitchell, St. Mary's, and Paris, Ontario. These are professional people, teachers, uh, professors, a former member of parliament, lawyers, business people, all members of the cult, and they are being targeted and will be uh, publicly. Now, one of the counselors in Canada who has been instrumental in stopping and at least trying to highlight the reality of satanic ritual abuse, Sandra Fecht, is presently uh, uh, facing... Uh, disciplinary action by a, a court in Ontario. They're trying to shut her down, shut her practice down. She might be perhaps prevented from practicing. So they are targeting one of the few counselors in Canada that are addressing satanic ritual um, crimes. Now, obviously, it is an attempt to delegitimate the whole issue. You can learn more on upcoming shows, but just so people in Ontario know, the hearing will be on May 29th at the Supreme Court in Toronto. We're going to try to get a lot of support out there for Sandra. So there'll be more on that soon. Um, so finally, just to flag what's coming, we're going to be uh, hearing in a minute the uh, statement from Anne-Marie von Blienberg, uh, who was talking about incidents a few years ago in Zwale, Holland, where children were brought in and killed. She saw the killings occur. You're going to hear her testimony in a minute. But one common factor here that I want to point out is that what seems to be behind a lot of these crimes, whether it's in the Indian residential schools, the Ninth Circle, uh, MKUltra, Satanic Ritual Abuse, it's all about targeting and capturing energy frequencies. And we're going to talk about that more. Sandra Effect has become a real expert in this, which is why she's being targeted. But it's really about a form of spiritual vampirism, energetic vampirism. And uh, that's part of the, the purpose of these things. And we're going to go in after uh, we hear from Anne-Marie Van Bienberg. We're going to hear about, uh, you know, some examples of that and, and how we can fight it, etc. But uh, you can actually see it online, itccs.org, if you just go to our website, put in the name Anne-Marie Van Bienberg. It's called, pronounced, um, spelled B-L-I-J-E-N-B-U-R-G-H. You can see her, uh, her testimony there and uh, also, um, you know, see the video that we made of her when she gave that statement. Um, one of the really uh, amazing things that she describes is the number of top-level people that are present at these Ninth Circle uh, killings. Um, she mentioned, for example, Mark Rutte, the premier of Holland, uh, George Soros. I mean, she saw all these people in the flesh, uh, top military people, judges, and uh, Prince Frigio, one of the sons of uh, Queen Beatrix, who actually got the children through her mafia connections, had the children, uh, yet they were young adolescents actually, as well as children, brought out of the youth detention centers and sent out uh, surreptitiously under army guard to this forest outside Brussels. The ritual killings of children, they had human hunting parties where these young kids were hunted down and killed by these rich people with shotguns. They then cut off their penises and actually mounted them as trophies, according to Anne-Marie, who's been to the chateau where these things occur. Uh, she was brought in uh, by her um, husband, Keith von Karler, who is a member of the Drangheta Mafia in Holland, and they're the ones, again, who provide these, these kids. So um, the other thing that uh, one of the things we're going to target today, which I'll get into in the latter half of the show, is 
part of what I was going to share at the end will share by video feed to the um, the May 3rd conference in Perth is where does this all come from? Obviously, it's not just um, some episodic thing that occurs because some sick rich people want to kill children. It's very embedded in our culture. And um, we have to understand that. I mean, in fact, one of the things... One of the things that we recognize is that um, this comes from out of our culture, that it's part of the whole system that's many thousands of years old. It's inherent in Western culture, and that's one of the, the things we recognize, that when we're talking about child trafficking and murder, it's not some foreign virus landed among us. It's emerged just a lot of, like a lot of things in our culture from the very fabric of Western culture. In other words, the, the, the torture and sacrifices of children was endemic in, uh, in, in when you look at the Greek and the Roman and the Near Eastern worlds. Um, and one of the things that was clear when you look into this is you just look at the way women and children were seen in the ancient world, and they were seen as valueless, their property. They, were, they could be sacrificed or used at any point uh, according to the, the whims of, of wealthy men slave owners. Now, I'm going to get back to this. This is a very important point about why women and children historically have been seen as not having any inherent dignity or rights. This led to sacrificial um, actions, and including the Ninth Circle today. I'm going to get into that in the latter half of the show, and I apologize for the choppiness of this presentation, but uh, we're going to play Anne-Marie von Bienberg's uh, statement now. Thank you. I have been married for 24 years with Kees van Korlaar. Uh, Kees van Korlaar, uh, together with his three brothers, formed a criminal organization uh, known as the Octopus Syndicate. Uh, they work from 1960 on uh, till uh, the day of today. Um, in uh, uh, order of uh, Queen Beatrix, uh, they have uh, organized uh, uh, martial uh, uh, torture, uh, rape, and uh, killing of uh, children uh, in a public setting. Um, they organized that uh, through youth detention centers in the Netherlands. The youth detention centers were told that the criminals were um, uh, asking for the Dutch court uh, for children who could work with uh, the Dutch for the Dutch Queen for a certain period. Uh, the detention centers were very happy. They thought that Queen Beatrix was a very social woman. And they uh, gladly uh, volunteered in giving uh, uh, files of uh, certain children to the criminals. Uh, when they wanted to verify what the criminals uh, told them, they were given a name and a phone number of a high-ranking officer at the court of Queen Beatrix. And that high-ranking officer would... Uh, uh, would state and tell them that indeed uh, those criminals uh, were seeking uh, children uh, to work uh, for a certain period at the Dutch court. Uh, after receiving uh, files of uh, approximately three children uh, every time, 
the criminals uh, selected a child that have no uh, a relative or family. Um, uh, they told the youth detention center, uh, child A is the one we want to see. The youth detention center uh, uh, bought uh, clothes with the child so that it was well closed to go to uh, a solicitation uh, uh, conversation uh, and uh, put the child on train uh, to uh, Zwolle. In Zwolle, the criminals uh, uh, fetched the child from the station, uh, brought it to a building uh, which, was, which was equipped as a hotel but was not working as a hotel, although there were people uh, in uh, the lobby uh, doing as if the hotel was in work. Uh, the child was put on a table and were giving something to drink and in that drink, uh, uh, with a drink, the child was drugged. Uh, 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 besides uh, that hotel was a building where uh, the performance should, should take place. Uh, in that building, um, uh, the people were sat down and uh, at a certain moment uh, the child was brought into that building uh, by the criminals uh, was uh, uh, tortured, uh, raped and uh, brutally murdered uh, before those uh, people uh, the audience uh, was around uh, Johan Friso uh, Prince Johann Friso, uh, the second uh, son of Queen Beatrix. Uh, I was told that Johann Friso was quite insane and had an unhealthy uh, interest in young children and uh, had uh, a steady uh, psychiatrist every day uh, of his life uh, with him. And the psychiatrist's name was uh, Gus Parot Dumont. Um, uh, uh, the criminals organized uh, those uh, killings uh, uh, in accordance with uh, Beatrix. Beatrix paid for it, uh, paid for the killings, and uh, Johan Friso, uh, the criminals asked Johan Friso to bring his uh, relatives or uh, 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 friends uh, with him. And so the whole uh, uh, building was filled with uh, very important people from the Netherlands, uh, ministers, um, uh, high-ranking officers, and uh, uh, all kinds of people that the criminals could put on photo so they could uh, blackmail uh, those people and get uh, criminal advantages uh, from that. Could, could you name some of the people who were present? Uh, the people that I recognize there uh, were, uh, for instance, uh, Prince uh, Johan Friso, his uh, steady psychiatrist, uh, Gus Parot Dumont. Uh, I recognized uh, Mabel Lisa Smith. Uh, she was there with an old uh, steady man, I think it was uh, George Soros. I recognized Donner, a former minister of uh, the law department, uh, at this moment, Vice Roy of the Netherlands. 
I recognized uh, Ernst Hirsch-Balling, uh, a very important uh, former Minister of uh, Justice. I recognized uh, E. van den Emster. He was uh, uh, for years uh, the head of all judges in the Netherlands. I recognized uh, Dick Berlijn, uh, the uh, uh, former head of uh, the military uh, department in the Netherlands. I recognized a journalist, a very important journalist, Gerlof Leistra of the journal The Elsevier. I recognized uh, Carla Irades. Uh, at present, he is president of the court in Amsterdam, a judge. I recognized Mark Rutte. He's at this moment uh, minister, uh, president of the, the Netherlands. I recognized Geert Wilders. He is at this moment the head of the political party PVV in the Dutch parliament. Uh, there were about 50 people every time I was taken there. I have been taken there three times. I have seen every time kill a child, killed that a child was killed. And I have seen uh, two boys killed. I have seen one girl killed. I presume those children were uh, Netherlands children. I presume those children came from the detention centers of the Netherlands uh, on the way uh, and were recruited on the way that I've told. You said that um, uh, officials at the detention centers said that they thought that they had been eaten? I've asked the journalists uh, about uh, 2000, uh, 2005, the year 2005 or 2006. I asked the journalist of the journal The Telegraph to uh, look it out for me and to publish it in the newspaper what was happening. Uh, the journalist uh, told me that he had uh, uh, controlled my story with all the youth detention centers in the Netherlands and had spoken to people uh, who had uh, indeed uh, uh, given those files to the criminals and uh, thought that the children uh, they put on the train uh, were going to a solicitation uh, conversation and were going to work for in the court of Queen Beatrix. And uh, that uh, some of those um, uh, people of the detention center told the journalists that they thought that Queen Beatrix was eating those children up because they were putting him, them on the train to Zwolle and they never saw them back or heard anything about them anymore. Do you know what happened to the remains of the children after they died? Do you know where they were buried or what they did with them? Yes, unfortunately I know, yes. Uh, they were first uh, uh, thrown in... Uh, 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 a container uh, uh, behind uh, the building where they were murdered um, uh, a cooling container uh, after um, uh, certain uh, uh, performances uh, the container was brought to Belgium uh, where they uh, had a piece of land uh, where uh, uh, they put the children in a hole. Where 
in what is the name of the place in Belgium? Do you know? I, I, I must look it up. Okay. What is it that you'd like to see happen about all this? Oh, I want to see those criminals uh, forever after bars. <laughs> yeah. You've been. Okay. You haven't received any help though from within the Netherlands. You said. Not, not one thing. I know it, 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 it is terrible. Uh, from 2004 on till now today, uh, I have spoken with every policeman I could find. Find. Uh, spoken with every uh, uh, law official I could find. I've talked to Interpol uh, about this. I've uh, been to court uh, to, to try uh, to get a conviction of uh, the uh, prosecutor uh, to, to investigate the matter. Uh, uh, the court told me that uh, it wasn't my problem. It was a problem of the society. And the court didn't want uh, to give an order to the prosecutor to, to investigate. Uh, I have done literally everything um, uh, to, to clear this up. I, I haven't, uh, no, I'm, I, I have the idea that uh, 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 everything, uh, um, everything is stopped because uh, uh, Beatrix is involved. Right. And uh, the Dutch court is involved. And every time uh, some policeman wants to investigate, uh, uh, they slap him uh, on the shoulders and say, don't do that because Queen Beatrix doesn't want it. Are you willing to give this testimony in another court, say a common law court? Yes. I have no objections about that. I'm, I'm very, very angry. If you've seen what I've seen, um, it, it always stays with me. Uh, I, uh, uh, I can put it aside because it is one of the cruel uh, things that I've seen, but it's horrible. Yes. It, it's really uh, horrible. It is, it is idiot. Um, I, I, uh, uh, one time when, when I was driven back to my home, so my, my husband took me there. Uh, my husband drugged me and my husband let me see that and my husband brought me back to the home and my home was about a hundred kilometers far and uh, during that ride um, uh, I, I suddenly came to my senses uh, I suddenly discovered uh, that that uh, that was a child that I had seen killed uh, I burst out in tears uh, my husband was driving uh, he put his arm uh, to me and he said, uh, "Don't bother. Uh, they're they're uh, they're children of the, uh, a minor order. Uh, it's just trash. Uh, it doesn't matter that they are killed. It's horrible. It's it's horrible. It's it, it's I can't describe it. It's horrible. It's it's idiot that those people who are looking there and not doing anything." Those people are idiots. And your husband is still alive. <laughs> he's still alive and he's still killing people. It's it's it's, it's idiot. If, if you if you if you uh, just think how many people since 2004 since I I tried to stop it 
have been killed is 10 years. Yeah. You kill approximately perhaps 10 or 20 people a year, uh, if, if, if not more. It's, it's horrible. I, 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 have, uh, uh, I have shown the police, I have let them see four places in the Netherlands they used as graveyards for, for people, they liquidated them. Never, never any policeman has taken the trouble to look, to look. Can you name those four places? Yes, I, I can name those places. I can, I can uh, show them, but I, must, I, I will put them to you uh, by, uh, by email. Uh, uh, but, but the criminals know that I've told the police they've had every opportunity to let uh, uh, the bodies disappear again. I know two, two places where it is difficult for now uh, to let them disappear. Uh, one is a pool, but, but I've seen uh, 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 that they do, did something there. I, I don't know what. But it must, be, it must have been difficult uh, to uh, uh, let uh, the bodies disappear from those pools, from that pool. But, but never, normally in the Netherlands, when you find a, a something in a house, a corpse or, or blood, uh, uh, the police goes with, with 20, 30 people to investigate it. And when I uh, say to the people, I know four places in the Netherlands they use as a graveyard, and every graveyard, perhaps 20 till 50, perhaps 100 bodies are buried there, and nobody is looking. Nobody is looking at those places. Nobody right. goes there. Could you tell us your name and the date, please, today? Uh, today is uh, the 5th of June, uh, 2014. And my name is Anne-Marie van Blenjenburg. Thank you, Anna-Maria. We'll talk to you again. One of our witnesses, she's in hiding, of course. She's been living in safe houses for the last number of years. Um, and uh, carrying on uh, from that, the obvious complicity of the police in that situation, and they, uh, every level to help the people in power, the heads of state uh, involved in this ritual killing of children, that's the tip of the iceberg. That same kind of thing is happening literally in every major country in the world. Um, we say why. I began to talk earlier about the why. Historically, it's embedded in our culture. If you look at the Deuteronomic laws of the Old Testament, it's lawful to murder a child if they talk back to their father. A woman who's had sex during a monthly period is to be killed for having polluted a man. In fact, the Hebrew word for sacred, kadash, is the same word for sacrifice. It means you make something sacred by offering it as a gift to heaven, as a sacrifice. So, you know, we have that right in the Christian religion, where God had to sacrifice his own son. This percolates right into the Catholic Mass, where they literally believe they are eating the flesh of Jesus Christ and drinking his blood, and that is, will make them immortal. That's exactly the ideology in a satanic ritual killing. If you look at the term kid in, our, in the English language, kid derived from the medieval practice in, the, in Rome and other places of using the skin of kid goats, baby goats, and murdered children as the vellum manuscript on which to write official church documents, such as papal bulls. I mean, you know, this cannibalistic mindset is really at the heart of the culture. And here's a classic example. Niccolò Machiavelli 
wrote in the 16th century, quote, every evil imaginable, even unto the slaughter of children, has been brought to my country by the priests and the popes, unquote. Of course, you know, as I'm going to mention in the May 3rd conference, this wasn't confined to Rome. The very first slaves brought to America were not blacks from Africa. They were homeless street children from London, who in the year 1618 began to be exported over to the Virginia plantations to be worked to death in the fields. Half of them died within three years. Again, you check out that 50% death rate, and it's a constant rate, whether it's Indian residential schools, sweatshop factories in the 19th century, sweat labor on these plantations earlier. It was really a practice of how you use surplus labor. You sweat wealth out of children, and then you kill them off. And this has been a long practice. So we shouldn't be surprised that these things continue to go on. The problem is, today, they are operating within a much more secure system, right within the very government system of child trafficking. We know that from Canada, the classic example that we're taking on in central Canada now, in common law courts we're forming there, is the Children's Aid Society, the CAS. A private offshore corporation operating under the camouflage of the state, in fact, they're paid, the CAS in Ontario is paid $100,000 for every child they grab out of a family and traffic into foster homes and God knows where else. It's a huge meat market, and it's subsidized directly by the government. If you try to find out who the CAS are, you're blocked legally. They've taken people to court and stopped them and issued gag orders on them as soon as they try to either resist the CAS or find out who exactly they are. Bridge, uh, British High Court Judge Adrian Fulford, the Queen's constitutional advisor, has helped to establish the so-called Pedophile Information and Exchange Network that seeks to legalize sex with children and abolish the age of consent laws. Is this guy removed from his bench? No, he's revered, honored High Court Judge in England, and he wants to have sex with children made legal. Canadian courts just gave that nation the dubious uh, uh, honor or dishonor of having the lowest rate of conviction rate of child rapists anywhere in the world, any nation in the world, and the uh, Harper government lowered just before Harper left power. He changed the law to reduce the mandatory sentence for child rape in Canada, Canada to one year. So it's more of a crime to have a marijuana plant than to rape a child in Canada. So, you know, the recent legal exoneration of Canada and the Catholic Anglican and the United Churches for their mass murder of 60,000 and more Aboriginal children in the rest schools, just a blatant example of the system we're talking about. It's not only legal to kill children, traffic them, and even sacrifice them, it's a good money-making venture. In fact, um, the, uh, according to one of the Dutch organizers with the ITCCS, Marcel von Versolem, he's estimated that Drangheda, the mafia network that provides these children to the Ninth Circle and others, Drangheda pays out more than 50 million euros every month just to bribe police and politicians in Holland. That's just in Holland in one month. You can imagine what the reach is. And when you combine that with the power of the Catholic Church and how it's above uh, the law, it sets itself outside the law and has its own rules saying Catholic priests have to, and any Catholic have to protect child rapists or they'll be excommunicated, now you know why the system is so huge and protected. Here's the point, and the reason we're doing all this is not uh, just to talk about it. Today we're trying to stop it in every day, and so we're not just saying this so it's another interesting topic to then move on with. Um, we are uh, talking about how to stop it for good, and that raises a whole other issue, which I want to get into in the last three minutes. Um, 
I'm just making a note here about this. Um, we are talking about how to stop these things in the material world, and standing inside churches and praying about it is not going to do anything. It's not going to save lives. We have to go in there and stop it. But behind it, that said, we recognize that there's this whole spiritual component to this. And I mentioned earlier the targeting and capturing of energy frequencies. It's clear from people who have been in the satanic cults that they believe they are feeding off the energy of these children. The fear, the terror, all of that, it feeds them. That's how they see it. And it's interesting, I found, looking at uh, the early writings of people in the pre-Roman Christian church, the ones who were not part of the state at that point, they believed that every human being was born into a state of possession when you're in this world, that the world is controlled by Satan, and you're under a demonic influence just by living in it. Your ideas, your lives are formed by that. You're in a state of possession until you're freed by what they called was the Spirit of God and the Spirit of Christ in them, and that separated them from the world. They couldn't live according to the world anymore. They didn't pay taxes, they didn't fight in armies, they didn't use violence, but they didn't take part in any of the murderous methods of the world. They were a community undoing themselves and apart. Now that got reincorporated. Uh, the Roman Church was designed to reincorporate that their energy back into the system, which they've done effectively. And so it's hard now for any of us to even think of separating from the system. I got the other day. I was looking at this magazine, um, uh, the Atlantic Monthly, and a purported progressive magazine. All they ever talked about in every article was Donald Trump. Donald Trump. All focused on the figureheads, just like people go on and on about Pope Francis. That's designed to feed off their energy, whether they're opposition or not. Their energy is being fed off. Their thoughts are being directed. We have to first, friends, we have to reclaim our thoughts. And that's the hard part. Because, you know, it's interesting. I speak to groups all over the place. I say, okay, what are we going to do about it now? And people all hold back. They can't imagine thinking outside the box, let alone acting outside the box. They automatically say, well, maybe we can find a friendly judge, or maybe there's a member of parliament we can write to. We can't just do it on our own. We don't have that power. That's slave thinking, and that's what we have to break. The only way we break that is through action. We have to set examples. And... We have been setting those examples. We've shown how to stop the Vatican at the highest level, making their officers, their popes, their cardinals, step down just by shining a light on their crimes. We've, a few dozen of us in Canada forced the genocide to the surface and forced a pseudo-apology for it from the Canadian government when they and the churches never wanted to address the issue. We did that because we had recovered our own minds and we acted on our own, and that has a power far beyond your numbers. And that's something we have to keep teaching people. So... It's part of the theme in our, um, in our workshops, and this is why I ask everyone listening to not only get out there and take action, but start learning about the common law and how we, have, we are really dealing with a power that energetically already is null and void. Uh, I had that sense the first time I stood outside the Vatican. There was nothing really there. I felt nothing. It's a void. It's an illusion that feeds off of us, and... Um, it's no accident that that same illusion relies on the, the loyalty and fear of people to take flesh. Um, you know, there's a strong correlation between the crimes in the Indian residential schools and the Ninth Circle. We know the Indian boarding schools in Canada and the U.S. were satanically based. For one thing, they were both set up by the, the Jesuits, who also established the Ninth Circle in the 16 to 1700s. Um, they were totally run by the churches and kept secret. They, the churches were the legal guardians of these kids. They weren't allowed to have government inspectors a lot of the time. 
the Indian residential schools like the Ninth Circle were aimed at children to, cont- to create a massive death rate among children. The constant cover-up at every level. Uh, continual uh, satanic practices within them. And if you read our, our work, Murder by Decree, the crime of genocide in Canada, it's up online at murderbydecree.com, you'll see the evidence of what I'm talking about, these satanic practices. So all of this is ongoing, and uh, we didn't have time today because of these technical follow-ups. We'll get into it next week. The uh, examples of how we're stopping satanic ritual uh, killings today in Canada, for example, in Cornwall, and, and other places uh, which we're going to talk about. But again, flagging um, upcoming shows for you so that you can learn more about what we're doing and how you can act on the ground to change this. Uh, we've got about four minutes left, and in that time I want to give a few plugs. Um, the, uh, this is a grassroots movement. You've got to take this evidence and act on it. If you want to be involved, write to us, republicofcanata at gmail.com, itccs.org, murderbydecree.com. Um, also, uh, we don't operate on air. We need funds to do this. We need $2,000 a year just to do this radio show. We are going to be doing more traveling uh, to these sites to stop the Ninth Circle. We're going to be training people. We're going to be documenting the stuff. All of that takes funds in this world. Uh, so if you want to donate, there's a PayPal button at itccs.org. You can also uh, write to us, uh, republicofcanata at gmail.com, for how you can donate directly. And, look, we need this. We're going to take the battle to them. By taking the battle to them, we're making them stand back. We know from uh, early reports coming out of Europe that on a couple of locations, we already know that these places have been stopped. The, uh, the, the, the team showed up at a couple of the spots that we're going to mention uh, this week at itccs.org. And where they had been st- they, there was nobody there, but we know from somebody who was detained that the, the ceremony had been called off. They didn't simply move it to another location. It had been called off, and this was a location in France. So that's a good sign. It shows you what happens when we push. So um, that's <laughs> our very chopped-up presentation for today, but I hope you got out of it a sense of what is possible and the, <clears throat> the extent of the problem that we're dealing with. We're going to get more into the esoteric aspects and, and other things that I've just touched on today in uh, future shows. But again, I want to remind people that it is not enough to hear. You've got to act on this. Start by reclaiming your own mind and your energy. Do not look at the mainstream at all. Your minds are being manipulated. Go back into your heart. Get into nature. Stand close to people who are in need, especially children who might be targeted. That's where we recover our minds and, and the sense of who we are. And start linking with other people in your community. We have a whole manual of how to do that. Check out at Amazon.com. Put my name in, Kevin Annett. You'll see all our training manuals, the Common Law Training Manual, Whistleblower's Manual, the books Unrelenting and Murder by Decree, all of that Amazon.com. So until then, brothers and sisters, until next week, please tune in again a week from now. And uh, hopefully we won't be as uh, attacked, although it shows you we're on the right track when these attacks technically do start coming down. It's up to you to carry this on, and I want to thank you all for tuning in. And uh, until next week, stay strong and stay clear. We'll be in touch. Follow itccs.org for updates this week. I thank you. For those who are in love, there's a song that's warm and tender. For those who are oppressed, in song you can protest. 
so liberate your mind and give your soul expression. Open up your hearts, I'll sing for you this song. Let the people sing their stories and their songs and the music of their native land.